I want to win. And if I don't win, I ain't giving up. Started his business from nothing, that was 2018. Came top salesman in the country multiple times, had a dream. He would scale up his company and train thousands of people. Give you knowledge and teach you, don't let the problems defeat you. Launching private rocket. All right, everybody, welcome to the Profit Rocket Podcast. This is episode number 17. I'm your host, Victor Rancor. Uh, today, we have an exciting guest. This is a guy that started his business 30 months ago in a market that's very difficult. You got to have highly skilled people. You got to have your licenses. It's a very hard market to grow in on, on the East Coast. In 30 months, he's grown this business and operated mostly out of his house, but is able to grow this thing into a multi, multi million dollar business that someone, some lucky person, some days they'd be able to come in and buy. And we're going to talk a little bit about his journey, but I have an exciting guest. His name is Kenneth Bird. Uh, he runs a company. He's the CEO of Call the Bee out in Connecticut. Kenneth, man, well, welcome to the podcast. What's up, brother? How's everything? Huh? Oh, it's fine. He's going to edit that. <laughs> well, I already, I'm not starting over. Uh, he said it is number 18, so, but whatever. We'll just move forward. So the, I did mess up on that. This is podcast number 18. It feels like uh, we just started this thing, but we're already getting rolling. Uh, this is number 18. So, Ken, man, welcome to number 18. I'm excited to have you, man. Like, we've been, like, obviously, I'm on the West Coast. You're on the East Coast. We've been conversating back and forth over the last couple of years, and I've been kind of watching your business go from, you know, this little business startup to all of a sudden you're like, there's these little beehives running all over the town. So right. a little bit about, uh, you know, where the call to be came from, how you started this business. And then we'll talk a little bit about your journey and being able to scale. Cause I, a lot of my listeners, right. I'm in a small market, right? Oh, it's so hard to hire people. Oh, it's so hard to grow. I don't have that much capital. And I feel like you really started just like all the other guys that are listening and complaining, but you're able to make something happen. So let's jump a little bit into, you know, where you came up with the idea and, and how you started with this business. Yeah, so I mean, the idea of uh, Call the Bee came from, uh, my name's Kenny Burns, so Kenny B. A lot of people call me Kenny B. So, um, and I'm just, I, I got a problem. Like, I have to stay busy all the time. And so I'm always working on something or building something. So my wife's like, you know, Kenny B, let's call this, uh, let's call this Call the Bee, right? Because everyone call everyone around here calls me for help. So um, it, it was just fitting. And, uh, and, you know, there's just a lot of marketing that you can do around a bee. You know what I mean? So we just, we went with it and uh, we had Dan Antonelli rebrand us. We, 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 we made this decent brand. Uh, we wanted it to be flashy. We wanted, you know, to stick out when people, when we drove by, we wanted people to actually stop what they were doing and have to look at, at have to look at this happy bee, right? So, you know, one of our things that is on the trucks and that we hire and fire based on is happy, productive professionals. That's something that we have trademarked um, all the businesses that we operate um, we, we hire and fire around that principle um, because, dude, I'm a happy guy. Like negativity, I get rid of that shit in my life. If people are negative, you can't be a part of my life. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Because I'm just it's, just, it's just, you know, it's contagious and people want to be a part of it. And then people come and they're like, you know, wow, this is like, this is amazing. This is not something I've ever seen before. So people are like, you know, they're, they're attracted to it and they want it. They want to find out what it's about. Um, it's just like, I've had so many people come in our office and they're like, you know what I mean? This is unbelievable. And I'm like, you know what it is, but I promise you, you know, give us a shot. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be very surprised. And if, and if, and if I'm wrong, dude, you can come and personally tell me I'm an asshole, but I can, I can guarantee that's not going to be what's, what's coming out of your mouth. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so that's pretty much it, man. 
I mean, obviously, you know, circling back to the the B thing, and I, I think of like, okay, I'm a father, right? And I got three little kids, and I'm driving down the road, and and I see my kids, and my kids are like, "Daddy, the B, the B, the B." I can imagine like that's kind of what happens. Is is that kind of something you guys get out there? Oh yeah, hundred percent. And uh, the biggest thing was is why we had Dean Anthony um, rebrand us a little bit. It was I needed this thing to come alive and be three D because the whole thing is like we want, like I said, when we have go by just like you said the kids are like oh look at the bee look at the bee right so i was like how could we animate this thing and then teach kids from a young age just call the bee right for what everything just call the bee so we're, we're you know we're going to start making cartoons and we started have a few of them and we're just going to teach kids you know growing up you just call the bee for whatever you need right so and, it's and that's and that's and that's huge, right? So, like, there's there's a lot of guys in California that have been around for a long time, right? Like, we have the smell good plumber, right? Like, that thing has been right. around since I was a little kid, and I, it got ingrained in my brain as a kid through the radio and advertising and stuff like that. And that's what you call. Like, I'm like, I call Mike Diamond for plumbing. That's what we think right. now, right? And the same thing, we have like an Audi do. And you really got to create, like, obviously, that's trying to create a generational business, right? And like for us, like we we tied ours in, you know, to the radio and, and obviously my daughter's on the radio and she's doing, we have our little jingle and she's on there and dude, you'll be little kids. We drive by, we, we stop and they start oh, saying yeah. absolute airflow. And, and it, it's, you get the kids saying it and then it's hard for the parents. I remember, and I, and I always talk about the story. My, one of my sales reps calls me, right? And he says, Hey Vic, you know, I got this guy here. He really wants to move forward, but we're more expensive than the other guy. And he's like, I start talking to the customer. He's like, yeah, you know, my daughter just sings your freaking radio ad all day long. And I was like, I said, right. My only, my only concern, Mr. Smith, and I don't remember the customer's name, but my only concern is that you go with somebody else, they don't do a very good job, and all your daughter do is doing is singing my jingle around your house. I don't know how you're going to feel about that, but it right. probably pissed me off. And the guy yeah, laughs. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then he then he laughs, and we end up, you know, it's closing the deal. So if you can get the kids involved, that's a big deal. So I, I really like, I really like the brand. I really like the logo. I think it's, uh, I think it's something that, you know, it's great. And if you're a startup right now, and you're thinking like, hey, I'm going to name my business, uh, whatever your last name is, heating and air really think right. about something that's going to resonate with people. I think that's what I did. I, I don't know how you did it, but like I, for me, I, I remember the night I said, I'm going to start a business. I laid on my, my, my living room floor. And my wife said, what are you doing? I'm like, don't worry about it. I'm freaking writing out all these different names and, and all these things. Right. I'm going back and forth. And I knew day one, I didn't want to be my last name or CNL mechanical or some shit like right. that. You know what I mean? I wanted to be something that was memorable. And then importantly, as you probably know, like sellable, right? Like if I'm a private equity or I'm somebody coming in, I don't want to buy a last name. I want to buy a, a, a name that we can, we can resonate with everybody. You know what I mean? Right. And it, I mean, it, it all goes back to, you know, with the recruiting too, like you got to have a story, you got to have something that people can get bought behind and want to be a part of, you know what I'm saying? So who, who everyone, everyone wants to do, to do their last name. Then it's about the owner. It's not about the team. You know what I'm saying? Everything yeah. we do here is about our team, dude. I'm, I'm just here. I'm a smiling face. You know what I'm saying? I'm here to coach people and to and to make them better and, and provide a dream or, you know, at least a vision of where we can go. And if you want to follow what we do, uh, you know, you're, you're going to do really well unless you just can't do it. And that's that's not that's you. That's not me. Right. Yeah. So. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Obviously, you've been you've been around the block a couple of times. You've grown a great business in the past and we'll cover that a little right. bit. But like heading into this one, is that a thought that came to your head? Like, obviously, your second go around, are you really putting any thought into Hey, an exit or stuff like that as you're going in trying to build this business because like a lot of guys just go in and they start a business but there's like no end game inside did you have an end game on this you have like obviously i don't know now but i mean most guys now they have an end game were you thinking about that when you're thinking of the name and thinking how you're doing business well i mean obviously we all know that someday there is an end goal um no one no one really knows what it is you know what i mean 
people popping in and out of your life, especially, you know, when you're, when you're like yourself and, my, and myself, and we put ourselves out there every single day. We're always yeah. on there putting pictures and showing people what we're doing, getting excitement. You know what I'm saying? That's part of, that's part of the, you know, community engagement, right? Where we're getting, we're getting used to people. We're, we got our faces out there. People are getting used to who we are, you know, what we're about. And then, the, and then they start calling us. Right. So, I mean, you never, you never really know what's going to happen. You know what I mean? But our message has always been to our people that, you know, Kim and I, one day we're not going to be here. You know what I'm saying? Because my goal is to, my goal is to take this brand nationwide. I think it's a pretty dope brand. It's very memorable. And when we're driving by people and they literally stop watching their kids, you know, pushing, they literally stop and just, wow. You know what I mean? And smile. I'm like, dude, we got their attention. Let's, let's use this. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's still a goal of mine. And hopefully, uh, hopefully we're going to find a company to back us and, uh, and we can and we can bring this uh you know bring my dream true of bringing this nationwide so um you never know pretty bad so but the one thing, thing was, Vic, is that we you know i've always conditioned my my people that you know listen in order for me to do my goal which is to bring this nationwide one day i'm not going to be here <laughs> so i've always been up front with my people that something one day is going to happen whether hey th this is the great thing right if i'm not here that means you get to move up in the company Right. And then I'm not, a, and then I'm just not a crutch for everybody because if everyone has to come for, to me for every single answer and they can't think on their own, this place is not moving forward at all. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's really helped me um, just educate my people that, Hey, listen, man, there's going to be opportunity for growth here. One day we're not going to be here. We trust you. That's why we hired you. And you know, you're going to be able, you're going to be able to move up in this company and uh, you know, make more money and, and then and then have the opportunity to grow people under you because if you can't grow people you can't you can't move up in the world so, and, and that's I mean, something that, that's important like if you're listening to this and you're starting your business it is important to involve people like let them know what your goals are your aspirations are because like that was one thing when i grew my business i said hey i was able to attract guys early that were very talented right and people like how were you able to get it? i'm like i sold them on a vision right like hey look as as this business grows you're gonna have all this opportunity if you're working at a company that's 20 years old already there's no opportunity there. Like it's it's going to be very granular. It's it's very corporate. Right. Here, there's you're going to find where you fit in. And the cool thing is, the more people that I hire, the higher you move up with it. And obviously, I had that same conversation. But if you guys are listening, it's very very powerful uh, to to speak that message right and really sell the right. vision. Because when people buy in on a vision, they'll work harder, right? If they're just working for a company, but if they're working for a goal and aspiration and a vision, they're going to work a lot harder than they are now. Well, most so, most people most people need somewhere to go. You know what I mean? And as the leaders of these companies, if we don't even have a vision of where to go, then then they're just walking around like, well, what should we do? You know what I'm saying? No, listen, our job is to continue to grow this company so that people have people have opportunities. Because if if we don't continue to, you know, once something stops growing, it starts dying. Twenty percent, twenty percent per month. You know what I'm saying? So if we don't if we don't continuously talk about it and then and then have have leadership training, right? You got to have leadership training because Dude, these people, they're just going to run around and do whatever they want. So if you're not teaching them and talking to them about how they should be acting and how they should be treating the employees, you know what I mean? Replicate what I'm doing. I'm, everything I do here is, is for a reason. It's by design. I use that a lot. Everything we do is by design, right? I, I'm happy by design. You know, we're talking about and training people to do the jobs that I don't want to do anymore because never be afraid to, you know, if you move up or, or we hire somebody or we train you to do a job, um, or you train someone else to do your job, that means you can move up. We're not, we're not replacing you. You've, you've been an awesome employee. You know what I'm saying? We want to give you more opportunity if that's, if that's what you want to do. Not everyone wants to grow, 
but most people do. But you got to give them the opportunity. You got to train them how to do things properly. And if you do, dude, like they don't even need me here. I'm just, you know, what I mean, I'm, I'm walking around cashing. What do they say? Cashing checks and kissing babies or whatever, right? Like yeah. I'm this happy guy. Like they're excited to see me when I come, right? Because they know they know they're working for someone that's really awesome and giving them an opportunity to continue to grow. And not just, you know, around here dictating or you got to do this and you got to do that. No, we're, you know, here's the game plan. It's It's been very successful. This is our third company in a row now that we've been able to do it from, you know, zero to eight million in 24 months. Um, so it's working. So if you want to be a part of this and part of what we're doing here, just just follow this and, you know, give us ideas and we'll tweak it as we go. If you got some really great ideas, we'd love to hear them about them. You know what I'm saying? And that's one thing we'll talk about a little bit too, because obviously this isn't your first rodeo, right? Like, man, no. some of the, some of the guys out there might be their first rodeo. It's not yours. You've been around for a while. You've gone this, like you said, this is your third business at this point. You want to talk about obviously, you know, past um, your past businesses a little bit. Some of the stuff that you kind of you might have failed on or you didn't really think about that you've actually implemented and been able to start this new business and say, hey, I'm not doing that. I'm doing this, this, and this, and how I'm going to grow it. Because right. your first business is like your practice, right? Like, and I had the same conversation, yeah. like. It, mm -hmm. The first one is like, dude, like, you don't know what you're doing. You're just learning by the fly. I'm in that position. Like, absolute airflow. Like, dude, I had to learn a lot of bad shit and do a lot of stupid shit. And, like, it put me in a bad position. But, like, I know now, like, any business that I go into, I won't make those same mistakes again. So you want to talk a little bit about maybe, you know, your other businesses, some of the mistakes you made and some of the things that you made sure, like, going into this one, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Right. So w let's talk about this, right? I used to be an asshole. Right. You you can my brother's been with me 20. Hi. Hi. Hi, it's me. I'm, I'm the asshole too. <laughs> right. I could tell you I'm not anymore. Right. I learned, I learned from I learned I've lost some really great people in the past just because, dude, I let my ego get in the way. And like I said, at the end of the day, it's not about me. So um I learned to change like my wife helped me with that, right? She's like, listen, if you wanna if you really want to do something in this world, you have to it's called appealing to the masses, right? So as long as I can appeal to the most people, we're going to get the most people that want to join us and, and, you know, and contribute and be part of what we're building here. So um, that was not me. You know what I mean? I was the, I had the biggest ego because I'm, you know, I was one, I'm the youngest person in history of Connecticut to ever get the contractor's license. So I was proud of that. Right. So, and when you're young like that, you know what I'm saying? I started my first company at 19. So dude, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I, I was lucky that my family, I was grew up in a house building, right? My parents built houses their entire life since I was three years old. So I was, I was engrossed in that. So, and then my mother's um, brothers all owned, always owned businesses. So we had the entrepreneurial spirit in our family, which also helped. So it, it helps that when you grow up in a family that there's business, you have, you have people to ask questions to, right? So yes, we've messed, we've messed up. We've made some mistakes along the way, but it definitely helps kick charge that and um, make you help you uh, make less mistakes. If that makes sense. No, it's, you have to learn from your past mistakes, right? And, and some mistakes are difficult to learn from, right? Like I've, I've had, I've had to pay some very difficult mistakes and me and you have talked about it before, but it's like, I, I wouldn't trade any of that shit. Like, you know, you right. start at 19, like, I wish I got to start at 19 because it gives you an extra life, right? Like you got to double, right. you get to go again and again. Right. So like <laughs> for the guys that are listening that are young, it's like, if you're going through some weird shit right now, business is difficult. Just look at it as like, you're like, most of you guys that are listening probably didn't go to college, right? Like you guys are, now you guys are getting your education. Like you got to pay for education somehow. So right. you're pay for college, you're going to pay it through the you know, school of hard knocks. Right. And I, one thing I always tell guys, especially that are starting out is like, dude, you got to gamble a little bit, dude. If you're young, you got opportunity. You can you can fail and rebuild your whole life mm -hmm. again. 
But if you sit back and you don't take those opportunities and you kind of like like hold, hoard everything and like, I don't want to spend the money. I don't want to do this. Dude, you're going to be right. stuck there forever. Right. Um, so and you have to you have to trust people. Yeah, that's I mean, that's the biggest. Verify, right. Well, it's, it's one of the big things for me. Like I have bad ADHD. Right. So like I can't focus on things. So I put people around me that can do a lot of stuff and I trust them and I pay a lot of money for it because I know that if I'm like. I'm an idea guy, right? So I'm an idea right. guy. I'm not a, I'm not an integrator period. Like I'm going to come up with an idea. I need someone else to go run into the fucking finish line for me. I'm going to hand the ball off and you know, I could throw some touchdowns here and there, but I'm not running that shit in. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, so for me and, and anybody in your business, are you, are you kind of, are you more of the integrator or are you more of the, uh, you know, the idea guy and you say, Hey, go run the play. So I'm very lucky. I possess both. Okay. I'm very good at coming up with ideas. And either I write the script or I write a very detailed um, uh, SOP on it, right? And then I'll either build a video or I'll just give it to my team and say, listen, this is the play. Let's run it, okay? And we'll, we'll tweak it as we go. So um, that's one of the biggest things is that you can have ideas. And then if you don't have someone that can implement it, that's a problem, right? Because if we're just running around with ideas and then no one can put it in play, nothing happens, right? So what I took from, from Ken Goodrich's book, right. Um, is that you can't expect people to do what is in your head unless you show them how you want to do it, or at least put it in paper and say, Hey, this is how we should run this play. And if you have any ideas, let's, you know, let's talk about it. Let's, let's, uh, we can, we can readjust things. Right. But to, to be in, to be in the mind process or thought process that, you're going to hire somebody or bring someone into your business and they're just going to bring it to the next level. Well, guess what? If they were bringing it to the next level, they'd have their own business. They'd be doing it already. You know what I'm saying? So you have to be able to think outside the box. You got to be able to really um, trust. Like I said, trust people. Cause if you can't trust people, then, then you're always going to be second guessing or, Oh, this guy's stealing this from me or this, this, you know what I mean? This guy's fucking everything up. And really they're not, you're just not guiding them. You know what I'm saying? Because, like I said, if if they were the ones with the ideas, they'd be at, they'd have their own business. They'd be out there crushing it themselves, and you'd be working for them. You know what I'm saying? And so. I think that's one of my one of my biggest failures as you know, growing my business too, is that first off, I thought that everybody thought and operated like I do, and right. the people are. I think I always think that people like think like I do and think like you do, right? Right. In reality, your employees don't because, like you said, if they did, they'd be working, they'd be running their own business. Right. And one of the things I would do is I would I would I would go say, hey, go do this. Well, I didn't realize that they weren't capable of doing it or I wouldn't follow through with it. And that's part of my ADHD thing that I didn't realize in, this, in the beginning is that I give them, I give them stuff, but like they needed to be handheld and, and or kind of like really guided to it and really held accountable. And I still struggle with accountability. Like I'm like, hey, go do it. And I just hope and pray that people are going to do shit. And right. they don't. So one thing you have to do is make sure that obviously you're putting checks and balances in place, putting reports in place, putting in things that are going to make sure that those things are getting followed through with, because there's so many, there's so many moving pieces. This isn't like, it's kind of crazy that we even do this business because there's so many other easier businesses to run out there that oh, yeah. we like, we have moving every moving piece. We have trucks on the road. We have customers, we got call center reps. We have like all these egos that you have to deal with anytime with sales or any of that stuff. Right. And, and this, it's not an easy business to run. And if you don't run it right, the margins suck. Right. right. These aren't, it's not like a, like my, some of my business I run, it's like, dude, I got an 80% margin on this thing. This is great. I don't have to stress. This is like, you have a, there's the, this much between being winning and losing in this and going from a right. 5% to a 20%. And that right. little stuff is the important stuff that you got to really focus on. Um, so we could talk business all day, but I want to talk a little right. bit about, I want to talk a little bit about obviously call the B and 
you're in Connecticut, right? Connecticut yep. is not like California where I can take the guy that's flipping burgers and turn him into an HVAC tech tomorrow. Right. Uh, you got, they have to go through their training course. They got to go through their, their apprenticeship and all that stuff. And, and so it makes it a little bit harder to scale. You have that against you, right? You're starting right. a brand new business from scratch, new brand, new everything in a market that doesn't have extreme, extreme heats, right? Like the, the weather in Connecticut is right. very cold in the winter. And then, you know, not, it's not crazy. It's a little mild or uh, like, it's, uh, it's humid, so we got that on our side. You got the humidity, but it, it's not like a market where like anybody like Ken Goodrich wouldn't say, I want to go build a business in Connecticut, right? Like that's mm. not what he wants to do. Right. So you're in a hard market and you decide to start this business. What was the things that you did immediately to implement to start getting customers? Because that's what everybody always asks. How do you get your customers? What right. were you doing immediately to start getting customers in the door? So like I said, I said it a little while ago, community engagement. Okay. I used to go on every single Wednesday and do Wednesday, right? We did. We got asked a question, um, got people, if they, if they liked or commented, they would get entered to win. And then we gave them a 25, just a $25 gift card, got people, you you have no idea the engagement that it got and how many people played that because they wanted to play games, right? And it was during COVID. So we started this, we started this, this business on May 14th of 2020, the week that COVID hit, right? And I was like, dude, everyone's shutting down everyone's everyone you know everyone's scared and i said we're not doing that we're dude i'm going to go out there and tell people that we're here who we are right um one of my one of my old partners uh she said uh we're hiding in plain daylight and i'm like yeah. what do you mean we're hiding in plain daylight like you have wrapped trucks you know you're you're advertising that you're doing this and we're hiding in plain daylight no wonder this is failing you know what i'm saying no we need to let people know that we're here right and then, and then we need to tell them what we do because if they don't know what they do, they're just going to call to be. They think we're they think we're beehive people or like you know what I mean. Like I can tell you that because people know who we are and exactly what we do, we get like two calls a year for people that want us to come and do pest control. You know what I'm saying? We would tear that up. We should probably do that next. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, you already got the brand. I mean, I think the other thing you know, talking to you too is like you started out, you were taking, you take work. Like you don't, if people want to give you money, you do shit. Right. Like, you want to talk a little bit about that? Because like, there's like jobs that other people wouldn't do, but you're like, dude, you've been in construction your whole life. So you're like, I'll take that shit. That's money. So I think right. we had like, you had like, you're doing like some remodel stuff and stuff like that. When I talked to you a couple of years ago, uh, I don't know what you guys are currently doing, but were you guys still doing that stuff or that was just like, Hey, let's get some money in the door. Right. So, I mean, obviously when you first start out, you got to do whatever, whatever you can do to pay the bills. So since then that we only probably did that for like a year you know what i'm saying um now we specialize in very specific things right we replace furnaces boilers we install ductless uh we replace air handlers and condensers we do boilers you know what i'm saying like very niche things because if, if you're all over the place and you're doing new construction and then you're replacing stuff right um and then you never get really good at one thing right so yeah when you do new construction or you do, you know, full retrofits where you got to go in a house and add all the ductwork, that takes a really different skill than just being able to go to a house, replace a piece of equipment, have everything that the guy needs plus so that they never have to leave the job. You know what I'm saying? So that's why we only, re we try and only replace equipment and that's what we go after, right? Because it's, it's scalable, it's, it's repetitive, right? So we could teach the guys on a process of, when you get to the house, you're going to do this. The apprentice should be doing this. The installer should be doing this. Everyone does a job all the way down to the end. And guess what? We just got this job done in a in a in a half the time of everybody else. And we got the changes charge the same price. 
Yeah. So sense. one of the one of the things you guys like a lot, they don't realize it, especially in the beginning, because same way, man. I took everything. We did in California, a lot of houses don't have even central heating or anything. So we were adding, you're cutting them in, putting them in reload, putting them in attics, doing duct work, all these shitty right. jobs. And it's like you get excited because you're like, I got a big ticket. You know, it's yeah. like twenty seven thousand bucks, right? Or oh, twenty grand. And I'm like, cool. Well, then it takes you five days to get the job done. Okay, this is your gross profit. So your gross profit on that job was probably 30%, but we didn't know that back then. We're right. just installing shit and moving it. So I got a 30% GP, and then I got to spread that GP over five days, and I got to pay payroll, right. I got to pay all these things. And, you don't and then you lost five days of markup. You, you lost five days of work on the job. You know, yeah, you lost five days of markup, so you get your ass kicked. And like now it's right. like, okay, now I'm now it's a changeout. It's 20 grand, right? And I get my GP right. that day. And when you really start narrowing down what you do, so like like this time of year, we'll take some cut-ins here and there. Obviously, you got to keep the guys working and stuff. But like come summertime, we don't do them. We, we pawn those off to our enemy because right. our enemy now is going to have a crew tied up for a week. And I can get right. five installs in that same amount of time. And they're they're tied up and they can't help. They can't, they can't do yeah. anything. So you really got to think about you know what makes you money. How do I get more people that like that, that want to right. spend money with that product? And how do I get it done as quickly as possible? So – Obviously, you started out, you're doing everything. What is your, you know, everyone always asks, what's your main marketing source? Are we, are you big on Google or or Facebook? What was big when you guys started out? When we first started out, so obviously pay-per-click, everyone does pay-per-click. LSA, we got guaranteed right away. Um, and then just a lot of Facebook, just being in, in front of people's faces and just letting them know who we are. So, yeah. like I said, you, you can't hide in plain daylight. You got to be out there. You got to tell people who you are. Tell them this, you know, tell them your company's story, what you're about. You're here to help you help, help people, you know what I'm saying? Um, exactly what services that you offer, because then people are just guessing. So, you know, what I mean, a confused mind says no. If people are out there guessing, like, oh, what does this company do? They're gonna be looking at pest control or you know, uh beekeeping, right? That's what people like we go to the home shows and they're like, Oh, it's like we saw you, we saw it online. There's a company here that's doing beekeeping. Is that you or teaching uh, lessons on how to make honey? And I'm like, nah, they're down the road. They're not, they're in the other aisle. We're a plumbing, heating, cooling company. They're like, oh, that's kind of confusing. And I'm just like, well, it's not because we actually tell people what we do. You know what I'm saying? But if you got someone there that's doing the same thing or similar, not, not the same thing, but they have a similar name, you know, doing, dealing with bees or whatever. And they're there to teach you how to make honey. They're obviously going to come up. They come to us first because we're, we're there. You can't even miss us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they're attracted to that. Um, so yeah, you're like when you're done with that beehive one, come over here. I'll give you a jar of honey for a free tip. Yeah. Right, come here. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and people don't understand like the the importance of that stuff because like a lot of guys I talk to, like I'm like, what are you doing for marketing? Well, you know, I got my I got my website live and I got this live, and I'm like, okay, but like, what are you? How are you getting out to people? Because people don't just go; they're never gonna go to your website unless they know you, right? right? Like most of my most of my searches on my website are organic that they typed in my name and they went to the website, right? So they had to figure me out. Right. You got to be loud in the beginning and we ways that like, obviously we were, we were in like, obviously every community group you could be in next door app, all those things to, like right. that are free shit. Like, and I talk to contractors every day. I'm like, you don't even, not even doing the free shit. Like right. you can't do the, the tone to the free shit. You're dumb. And then like the same thing, if I go to your Facebook, I know what you do. Oh yeah. I, I know that Kenny B is, is about his air conditioning company. He he's the guy I called to. You go to my, you go to my Facebook, there's going to be everything about the businesses that I run. You're going to know right. what I do. How many of you guys, and I'm going to tell you whoever's listening, go do an audit of yourself. If you don't even know who you are, if no one knew who you were, they went to your page, would they know what you do? Right. Do they know what, who, what business you run? Do you know what type of, you know, what, if you have a business, what kind of work do you guys do? Stuff like that. These are the free things that these guys don't even freaking capitalize on that shit. You can't do the free shit right. When you start doing the paid shit, it's going to become a nightmare. You're gonna it's going to run you over. It's going to run you over. So we got this business. We started. 
middle of COVID. Not the smartest man on the planet, but we'll, we'll let you slide on that one. Well, I, think, <laughs> Start- I think I am pretty smart because when everyone else was shutting down, we were letting everyone know we're here. So no, that's, that's true. <laughs> but but it's, it's, a, it's a scary freaking thing, right? Like, I don't know. I, I feel like the East Coast was even worse for COVID than even over on the West Coast. You know, but right. I feel like over there, like you guys had a lot more issues that, you know, shut downs and stuff like that. So you started this business during COVID. You've grown it to now. What is your uh, revenue going to be this year? Uh, we're, we're probably going to double again and we should do around 15 million to 16 million. So 15 to $16 million in that short of a period of time. And, yep. and did you have a lot of startup capital or what was your, obviously people always ask how much money did you start with? Right. Did you have a bunch of startup capital? $2,000. $2,000. I've, I've started every single business with $2,000. So yep. if you guys are listening and, and you are like, how much money do I need to start? Oh, you had all this money. I started with 10. So I started right. with 10. He started with two. And in 30 months, he's been able to grow a business that's going to do 15, 16 million dollars this year, which is right. like, first off, congratulations. That freaking badass. Uh, secondly, right, like you're able to grow it and you grew it very smart. So, you know, one of the things I, I resonated with me when we first talk, talked a couple of years ago is like, no, I don't have an office. What the hell do I need an office for? That's just right. a waste of money. Right. And so often these guys, they start their business and they go get a big office and all this stuff and all this overhead and all this shit. And then they don't really need it. You want to talk a little bit how you're able to operate your business without having an office? Right. So the biggest thing was is that, like I said, I wanted to take this business. I wanted to take a brand or, or a business that we did nationwide, right? So if we're not thinking nationwide, we can't go nationwide. And my biggest thing was, how can we operate this business brick and mortar list, right? So with no buildings, n- like nowhere for people to go. It was COVID. So it actually made us think about this and have to do it. So that we made it so that people could work from their homes and we could still scale this business. So um, so that's one thing that helped us with this whole thing is we had to think outside the box. We had to think, OK, we can't be around people. So how can we how can we set this business up to so that people can work from home and we can still scale this, communicate with our people so that they can still get the training they need to, to continue to um, operate the way that we need this business to operate and get the message out. Um so really it helped us it may it actually forced us to think differently right so and and the biggest thing was is the first business that i started we started in 2006. so i had a really awesome year right of of of, of growth the first year that we went in business and then 2008 the recession hit so I've, I've already been through it you know what i mean so that that was very lucky that we've been already had to deal with with a recession right and i did the same thing back then back then that's what facebook became Right. We remember you could only just talk on Facebook and then all of a sudden people started posting pictures. Right. And I saw that and I took advantage of that. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to fucking post pictures nonstop. Right. This is new and I'm going to take this to the next level. So we started creating videos and then they let us start putting videos. So, dude, I went to my grandmother's house. We installed a ductless system there and I took a video with a drone. I had a company come and drone and no one was doing this at the time. So we we took that we took that company from. 5.4 billion in commercial work transformed it in one year after joining Nextar to 5.4 in residential because I was done with the commercial world. I didn't want to deal with that. It was so unorganized, like couldn't make any money. Ridiculous, right? And brought that from uh, literally from zero to 12 million in three years. So that was pretty cool. So all we did was take the practices and and the, the principles that we did back then and then just supercharge it now um with our new brand so and 
it's it's important, right? Like even like right now, what's really big on social media right now that people can attack, and that's the Facebook, Instagram, TikTok reels, right? Like people don't understand right. how powerful these things are, and how like Facebook right now, they don't give a shit if you post words. They don't want your words. They ain't right. gonna show that to anybody. You post a picture, don't give a shit. But if you post right. a reel right now, reels are gonna get the most attention, most customer, most people looking at them and, and consistently being in front of them. So you have to really think about the market and pivot to it. And, and how can I how can I implement that kind of stuff into my business? And if you're not using content, you're not using content creation in your business, you're failing because people aren't going to see right. you as much. And it's it's free, dude. Like TikTok, in some of my videos, I'll get 15, 16,000, 100,000. I got one that's like 7 fucking million people looked at my video. Right. So the 7 million people at least have seen my face before. Right. How crazy yep. is that? And that was free. Zero dollars were spent on that. So right. stuff like that is is what you really have to think about and really understand the new new generation. I know, I think we had, was it me and you that talked a little bit about the AI stuff. Are you doing any of that kind of stuff in your business currently, or? Yeah, so we've we've automated as much stuff as possible, and that's that's just how you can be efficient. That's how you can get your 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 net profit up, right? So if you need a if you need a ton of people to run your business, that means you either just have to charge astronomical, right, to be able to afford them, or Figure out how to have things automated where, you know, we have our, all of our Facebook, we have automated answers that we pre-did when people ask this, Facebook says that, right? Just go right to our website. You don't even have to talk to anybody, right? Um, our, we have our, our call booking is automated. You go online, uh, we, we literally push everyone to our website. And the first thing that pops up is here's a form. What do you want? This is what we do. What do you need? And then someone's going to get back to you right away. You know what I'm saying? So, and then on top of that, every other job. So what's another really important job that, that needs to be done, right? Ordering equipment and scheduling jobs. We made a process so that it's literally as easy as possible. So that, that if my, if my girl that does, you know, the ordering or the, or the, um, the job coordination is out, I can stick anyone in that, in that, in that position. And Hey, listen, these are the five things that you need to do to get this job off, off, off and rolling. Right. So it's just, it's literally, Taking it, taking a step back, thinking about your business, all the key things that run your business, right? And then putting a process and procedure into them and making it as simple as possible so that there, there's as as little clicks as possible. Okay. Does that make sense? No, 100%. And the other thing is what that does is when you push people to your website traffic, Google analyzes that. So Google wants to, wants to send people to, to relevant sites, right? So if people are going to them all the time. That's going to help your SEO too. The more time people spend on your website, the higher you're going to start getting ranked on Google. And they, they read those analytics. So if Google, Google's really big. So if you have a bounce rate on your website, people aren't getting, people want information fast, right? It's a new generation. We want it in seconds. We want to make sure if your your website's not uh, uh, set up for your phone correctly, you're losing customers. So Google wants to send people there. They want to know that they can get the information they want and they're actually going to stick on that website. They want sticky things. So if they, if they send you there and you, the bounce rate just keeps happening, they'll start ranking you lower too. So it is right. important what we just said is really go through that customer journey on your website and figure out when they get there, do, are they getting what they want quickly? And when they, when right. they get there, are, what's their bounce rate? What's their book rate? So if you look at mine, that's one of our biggest focuses is watching our bounce rate because we have like two, 3,000 people that go to our website every month organically, probably more than that, like triple that in the summer. And they go there organically. We want to make sure they're not losing those people because those are the easiest, best lead you can get if someone goes to your website, right? Right. So not only that, if you, if you make it frustrating to the customer, dude, I'm moving on, right? Because yeah. now, 
do we it's just it, how how is facebook now right you're flicking through and if and if something doesn't stick out you just you're just keeping going right so if so, if if someone has to go on your website and there's a bunch of information that they have to fill out and it's and it's hard and drawn out dude i'm i'm already frustrated and i don't even want to work with this company you know what i'm saying so you got you got to make everything as easy as possible and as streamlined as possible so make it as easy as possible for people to do business with you and then they're going to want to do more business with you so Awesome. So you guys have now got a little bit of game here. So if you guys are listening to this, like, you know, obviously we're on here trying to give you guys a little information. The point of this podcast is that when you listen to it, it's stuff you can implement. And really like what I'm, what I'm hearing is really audit your business, right? Audit your overhead, audit, like how much it's really costing you to run your business. What's important. What's not important. What's driving revenue. What's not. And then also how let's make the ease of that customer. Let's make the, the processes like really think about, that not even just a customer experience, but even the employee experience. Like what happens when you sell a job? Is the job's getting pulled? Because a lot of people don't realize the frustration that happens on the install side, right? Because they're like kind of the forgotten people. And if you don't have that production side set up to where their job's easy, they come in in the morning, their jobs are set up, they got everything they need, you're able to get that stuff quickly. Uh, they are, it's organized. Do the installers start hating their job too? I mean, you want to talk a little bit about how, you know, obviously fixing that efficiencies made your installers happier. Because people don't think about it, but dude, installers want to come in, get their shit done, and get home. For right. the most part, right? Right. So these these are these are kids that we're dealing with, right? So our average guy here is 24 years old. So they, they want to go home and play video games, right? That's that's just what that's just what these kids want to do. That's what that's what makes them fun, right? So what we did was we we picked the five, six, seven things that we're gonna do here. We made kits for them so that they get every single part that they need really thought okay what do we need to do this job right we need a we're doing a furnace a furnace comes with everything plus the kitchen sink and if they don't need it who cares just bring it back tomorrow and they're going to refill it so that you can come in grab all your stuff throw your stuff away make your truck clean restock it okay with anything that you used the day before because we have we have a specific bin system in every single truck um a customized shelving system in every single truck with um, with the restocking program that we built into Service Titan, okay, so that if they use something, it sends it sends an email across the street to the supply house that's right across the street, so that I don't have to have a bunch of shit sitting in my supply house that's going to get dirty or banged up, and then we can't sell it anyways and just gets thrown out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's like, dude, every kid that comes in here and, and and applies, I sit them in my office and I said, can you tell me what you think is in the back over there? Like what? What do you imagine is in the back of my uh, in the back of this building, right? And everyone says it's probably a room full of parts. Yeah, because that's what you're used to, right? No, this is a we have a training facility back there that's a cl two classrooms, live fire stuff, and we're gonna train you how to do your job properly instead of filling it with a bunch of crap that's gonna sit there, is sitting on you know sucking up money on the bottom line, so we have none left over. <clears throat> if someone's gonna bang it up or it's gonna get all dusty and black, and then we can't even install it in someone's house. You know what I'm saying? So it's really just, we created a circuit. Um, the supply house is across the street by design. The guys go to the supply house in the morning. They dump all their trash over there so that our building stays nice and clean. And it's a, it's a nice facility and people are proud to come here every day, right? They drop off all the equipment and, you know, the, the equipment money that they get that we put over there pays for the trash. So I don't have to deal with that anymore, right? Then they come over here. They got, every installer has their own bay, has all the equipment, has every single part that they need a completely written um job summary so that they know exactly what's going on with pictures 
so that dude they can look it up the night before and prepare for today instead of showing up right and i don't want to i don't want to go into it too much because then it's going to blow my whole thing that we're going to talk about at proper right <laughs> you you read it up we're going to we're going to paint this picture for people of, of this shitty ass business right and then the business that we created here that people are flocking to and want to be a part of because we make it as easy as pop possible for people to come and do their job and then they can go home and do not only do their job enjoy coming to do their job they're not stressed out having to go to the supply house halfway through the day or don't have nothing to do the job so they're already like shit get back to the job it's one o'clock in the afternoon i still got to get this job done so they're, they're just stressed out non-stop dude it's a smooth day for everybody you know what i'm saying and that's why people want to work here because we make it as easy and as easy and enjoyable as possible to come and do your job make really good money because we're so efficient right so we could we could pay them more to do it okay and then they get to go home and have themselves a great time whether they want to hang out with their girlfriend or boyfriend their kids you know whatever they want to do they want to play video games all nights i don't give a shit. i'm not their dad i'm just here to make it as you know the best working we're trying to build the best work environment for people and and people are flocking to it and want to be a part of it you know what i'm saying so well if you guys really dig in and and listen obviously that you know ken just dropped a lot of good information right there right but really dig into what he said right so one of the big things that guys fail on when they start the business including myself right i start my business and one of the first things i did was go stock my truck i went and bought thirty thousand dollars worth of shit and stocked my truck with all these parts materials and all the stuff that these big companies had that i thought was important but if you really look back to when you're a technician you never use more you never use a quarter of it you never use any right. of that shit. you had it on your van and it all just fumbled around and got destroyed. So if I'm starting a business, stop buying shit you don't need, right? Stock the stuff that you guys are going to sell, you know, daily, right? You got to have hard start kits. You got to have some capacitors, right? Don't get a million capacitors. Get the most popular ones or get the turbo right. ones. So you're cutting down on stuff in your truck. Get the fan motors that you're going to use, but only grab a couple of them, right? Grab the stuff that you know you're going to use every single day. And that's the important stuff, right? And don't overdo it. Don't have to buy a bunch of stuff. So keep it as lean as you possibly can, especially on startup. You got to keep all your cash in hand. And, and that's kind of what Ken's saying, like, dude, like, why do we do this? And every, like, I remember about a year ago, I have, we have VMI now. So I have a vendor managed inventory in there. So everything's there. We don't pay for it until it comes out. But before, like I used to go in my warehouse, I'd get so frustrated. I would just look around and I'm like, ding, 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 counting up all the dollars that are just right. sitting in my warehouse. And I'm like, dude, if I had that in my pocket, that's a hundred thousand bucks or that's $200,000 worth of stuff sitting there that I'm never going to use. It's beat up. And my guys are just going scraping through it. And then we have no tracking on any of that stuff because it just went back to the warehouse. So really think about it, guys. If you're listening to this, like, how can I operate with less shit? How can I operate with only the stuff that I that I need? And then how do I streamline it, right? So like for us, we have install boxes and stuff like that. Uh, but I'm going to let you, obviously, he let the cat out the bag. We haven't really announced it yet. But, you know, Kenny B is going to be uh, one of our speakers at Profit Rocket. And the reason why I brought him in is because, not only has he built a great business, but he's built a business that you guys can emulate. It's a business that you can follow. It's something that he can literally, he's going to, while he's there, he's going to tell you what to do. How did he grow this business? How did he start a business 30 months ago? And he's going to do freaking $15 million. Like, think about that, guys. And he started with two grand. Right. So, and the big part I want to do it is another guy that's in a hard market. It's not the easiest one to grow. It's not the easiest one to attract talent. He did it in a place where a lot of you guys say it can't be done or my market's hard or all these things. And all this woe is me shit. Ken isn't about woe is me. Ken has said, how, how do we get it done? And that's what he's going to be doing at the Profit Rocket Growth Summit in September. He's going to show you how to do it. Now, once he shows you, he gives you all the game. Your decision is, do I get to go implement it? Or I'm going to go in one year out the other, and, and I'm going to pretend like my market's hard and I can't do anything and no one can do it. So 
Right. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about about that and, and what you think you could bring to the table to, to the event in September? Yeah, I mean, so I know all the training that I've ever got, right? I've, I've been fully trained. I don't mean to, you, you know, we're promoting proper rocket here, but I got trained by Nexstar. They were also, you know, they were a really great thing. You're doing a really awesome thing too, but that's just where I got my training. So um, they, they taught me that in order in order to train people properly, you have to paint a picture, right? So that's that's what this is going to be about. You know, we're going to be up on stage. I'm going to paint a picture of what it's like to work in these shitty companies, right? And I'm not saying you're a shitty company. You're just you're just you're just unorganized, right? Which makes you a bad company. It's why people are frustrated. It's why people leave you. It's why people have uh, you know their entrepreneurial seizure. And like you know, I mean, this this guy doesn't know what he's doing. I can do this better. I'm going to go do it on my own. And then the the circle just continues to happen because. Now your employees are coming to you because you're just as jumbled, right? Or your 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 company is just as uh, as messy, right? As the guy that you left because that's all you knew, right? Yeah. And now eight months later, you you hire a couple guys and then they're coming to quit. They're going to start their own business and then the cycle just continues, right? So um, we're gonna paint this picture of this is how this is how your business looks like right now, and everyone's gonna shake their hand and raise their hand because that's what they do. I've been in a lot of in and out of a lot of businesses. And then we're going to paint this picture of what a really awesome business looks like, how you need to act, what people are expected to do. You know what I'm saying? And then um, and then we're going to teach you how to how to really know your numbers so that you can compete. Right. Because if you don't know your numbers, you, you know nothing. You can't even take the if you have service Titan. Right. Which that's what we do. We were the first service Titan of the year award. That was awesome to win. Um, if you don't know what those numbers on the dashboard mean. It's, it's you might as well just throw it away you know what i'm saying like every single number that's going on in your business tells you a story right and the story tells you i need to do this or i need to change this i need to tweak this i need to t train the people on this and if you don't understand those numbers dude just go back to work for somebody you know what i'm saying because you're just making it bad for everybody else the guys that are actually doing a great job and providing people with a really great career you know what i'm saying um victor what is it what does everyone say my my boss is raping people that you know they're, 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 I can't believe how and I'm I'm gonna go out there I'm gonna give a really great price and I'm gonna show them and we're gonna give the best service with the lowest price and then they get going and then they can't take care of their people that they hire and then like I said they're coming in they're quitting too because dude you cannot run your business on the cheapest price and you need yeah. to know what you need to know what it costs to run your business or you might as well just close up the doors and just come work with us you know what I'm saying and we're gonna make it way easier for you to do your job. You can make more money and you're going to be able to go home and without any, you know what I mean? I have no stress because we've created that, you know what I'm saying? But you're just going to continue to create, making stress and then it, your life's not going to get any better. You know what I'm saying? You just, you own a job. hundred percent. And and that's, and that's, that's the reality. And it's, it's the same thing we see all the time. And you know, everybody, like you said, start your business. I'm going to undercut their price. I'm going to provide better service and all this shit. And then you end up back in the same boat. So I think, you know, obviously coming to the, to the event, like one of the big things I wanted to do is I wanted to bring up people like you, like myself and these other guys and Mario and, and, and Amanda and all these people that are building these great businesses that are building it today. They started these businesses just a couple months ago, you know, less than less than 60 months ago, they started businesses that are worth that could probably sell today for tens of millions of dollars. And a lot of these guys right. just don't understand. And I, what I always tell people is you need to get around people that have done it to prove that it's possible. Like right. until you see someone that's done it, that's just like you can Ken and me ain't nothing special. We're, we're probably just fix it guys. Man, we were construction guys. We worked our uh, way up. We figured things out. And guess what? When shit happened, we didn't back away. We figured it out and we moved on to the next thing. And what we've been able to do is, is create 
create checks and balances in place because we fucked up so many times that we know how to fix shit now. And that's the biggest thing. You're paying for knowledge and that's what it is. And that's what you're paying for when you come to the event. You're paying to skip years. You're paying to skip headaches. You're paying to get from point A to point B as fast as possible. And that's what I always talk about. Whether you're with uh, with Nexstar, with with Profit Rocket, or whatever training it is, number one goal is to skip from A to B as quickly as possible and not have to go through the bullshit that everybody else that went through it had to go through. Right. So, I'm excited to have you on stage, man. I'm ha- not only are we going to have you on stage speaking, but we're also going to have you on the VIP panel, uh, Q and A panel, which is going to be massive. So, like, anybody that does the VIP tickets, I got some really special guests that are going to be there that are building some amazing businesses that are going to be able to be one on one. You know, there's only 200 VIP so- seats. We're going to be in the intimate setting. Everybody's going to be able to ask questions and learn knowledge and learn from each other. And I, I'm really excited about it, man. I'm excited to see what, uh, see not only what you do the rest of the year, because I think you guys are building something great. Uh, and I'm excited to see you in September, man. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a great event. And uh, you, I couldn't think of a better person to come up and, and try to help people. Appreciate it, man. I'm here to, we're an open book. You know what I'm saying? Like we're, we're all here just trying to, we're trying to revolutionize this industry, right? And if if people don't want to think outside the box or change, it's just it's just going to stay bad, and people are going to people are going to continue to get away from this industry and not want to do it. But if we can make it as easy as possible for people to do their jobs right and make it enjoyable, dude, people are going to start flocking back into the trades. You know what I'm saying? That's that's Victor and I's job is to make and Amanda. Uh, uh, I don't remember Amanda. I don't her name wrong. I don't talk about her a lot or anything. I don't pay. I really don't pay attention to my competitors. I'm paying attention to what I do, but. She's doing an awesome job. All the people that we're going to have on stage this year are doing an awesome job. And we're here to help you guys bring your business to the next level, elevate the whole industry, you know, up to the to the level it should be, right? So that everyone's charging the right price. As long as you want to listen and do what we have to say, you know what I'm saying? It works, right? And we, you know, we're, we're proving that it works, you know what I'm saying? So... Um, time, to, time to make the trade sexy again, man. That's that exactly. always tell me that you want to make it sexy. This ain't your grandpa's business. This is right. like there's big, there's big opportunity out there. And my job is to show you guys the opportunity. So if you guys do want to come to the event, uh, go to events.callprofitrocket.com. Use promo code uh, rocket23 to get $200 off. Bring your staff. I got everything from, from call center training, man, uh, uh, leadership training, sales training, business operations. And everything in between, recruiting and all that stuff will be in there. So there's going to be something for everybody within your business to come enjoy, have fun, learn, which is the most important. And then we also have some pretty badass parties. So if you guys like to party, come party with me. We'll have a good time. So, Ken, like thanks party, again for man. coming on. Hey, Ken likes to party. <laughs> you better bring your brother. Your brother, your, your, your brother better be coming out. I like that, dude. He's coming, uh, dude. Jo- I got Joey coming out. Uh, Kim's coming out and my brother. So we got a, we got an awesome team. Our, you know, our leadership team's coming out to enjoy this, too. So. Awesome, man. Well, Ken, thanks for coming on, brother. I know you got some exciting news coming up pretty soon, so we'll have another conversation. And uh, God bless. I hope everything works out, and we'll jump back on. Appreciate uh, you, man. And thanks again to everybody for tuning in to episode number 18 of the Profit Rocket Podcast. We have another exciting episode coming up next week, so make sure to like, subscribe, uh, get ready, put on notifications when the podcast comes out, because this will be the best business podcast for the home service industry. Our number one job is not telling stories. It's giving you stuff you can implement in your business to win today. Thank you, guys.